Oh, hello? Hi, how are you? <laughs> Pretty good, man. How are you? Good. Uh, sorry for making you wait a bit. Um, so, right. I guess we're... Are you calling from Chile right now? Yeah, I'm in Santiago right now. Wow. Uh, and you guys are in the, east, the eastern time zone. I think so, yes. Wow. It's 9.15 right now. That's amazing, because you guys are on the east coast. Uh, on the west coast. Uh, west coast, yeah. And you're still like in the eastern time zone, that's amazing. Well, yeah, because America's got this kind of funky way of shape. Yeah. That's, uh, well, sorry. Call that's me a uh, uh, misinformed North American who doesn't know anything <laughs> below. <laughs> that's fine, dude, don't worry about it. I don't know anything below San Diego, so. <laughs> <laughs> that's um, cool. So, Dan is here. Oh, hi, hey, Fernanda. Hey, how are you, man? I'm uh, pretty good, man. I'm a little under the weather right now, but I'm okay. Uh, a little cold. That's too bad. Is it cold or warm where you are right now? Uh, it's uh, winter. I mean, fall just started, so it's getting colder. Interesting. How cold does yeah. it get? Uh, it does um, in Celsius about like 5 or 10 when it's really... That's not, not cold. <laughs> well, dude, I know in Canada it's worse or whatever. But, yeah. <laughs> That's not cold. We have minus 40. <laughs> well, you're a better person than I. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, this is the Comic Book Bin podcast for uh, May 2nd, 2012. <laughs> I think it's a good start. <laughs> did you start recording already? <laughs> oh, yeah, I did. <laughs> awesome. Nice. <laughs> Very wow. Cool. Uh, 10 degrees, I don't know what's that, uh, let me find, I need an app, I have an app to convert those things. I'll tell you, Dan, what it is, and for the American audience here, what 10 just, degrees you're is. You're just calculating it, calculating it, so you can make fun of me? Yeah, like yeah. We have, I have an app for, for that, temperature, All there right. it is. So, you said it's 10 degrees right now for you? Uh, it's around 10 or 12 or something like that. Oh my god. It's 50 Fahrenheit. Dude, that's cold, man. <laughs> <laughs> it is cold. <laughs> that's you, you know that at 10 degrees, I'm in my yeah. shorts. Really? And people in Calgary are in sandals and in in their shorts. <laughs> and I, 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 don't know, dude. <laughs> I, I don't like the cold. I'm sorry. <laughs> and minus 40, just so people again in the U.S. know what minus 40 is. Because we hit minus 40 at least once a week in Calgary. Uh, but it, it doesn't stay, it's just one week. Okay, it's actually minus 40 is actually minus Fahrenheit. Uh, minus okay. 40 Fahrenheit, so that's uh, the same. I, I guess it's one of those absolute cold things. Uh, uh, but it doesn't stay, it stays a few days. Okay. Um, but yeah, come on, 10 degrees. I know, dude. I know, I know. It's, it's warmer here, it's colder there. I get it. I just hate it. <laughs> For us, it's like summer. We play, like we, we, we go outside. I use my I use my bike in the winter all the time anyway. Uh, okay. Even in the snow. Uh, I guess, well, I'm a Canadian. <laughs> yeah, dude, you're... <laughs> How thick is your skin? <laughs> uh, I'm not afraid of the cold, I guess. I mean... Uh, I, don't, I mean, if you're you, in sandals. I mean, Jesus. No, it's it's actually quite comfortable. 
<laughs> I mean, right. if, if you go from minus 40 to, to 10 degrees, that's like 50 degrees. That's well, good yeah. weather. Yeah, I can understand that, but I'm usually not at minus 40, so I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to make that clear. Okay. <laughs> um, so what town are you in, in Chile? Uh, I'm in Santiago, which is the, the, the capital. capital. Yeah. Like yeah. the biggest city. Yeah. That's awesome, man. I was walking yeah. down there to visit sometime. Yep. It's nice, man. It's nice. It's it's not as cold as Canada, from what I hear. <laughs> so it's nice. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> so... Since uh, well, we're talking about um, your your project Warp, um, what's uh, what's the comic scene like down in uh, Santiago? Uh, it's it's very small. I mean, uh, nowadays it's getting a little more professional. There's a couple mm-hmm. little studios, people producing uh, stuff. We have a, a few artists that work for the states, like uh, <laughs> the guy that draws uh, Lock and Key. You know that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yep. from he's he's from down here. He's okay. awesome. Yeah, he is. Um, Alan Robinson, who does a lot of stuff for IDW, he did like the Daily News stuff. And okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so there's a few guys that are doing stuff for, for the States, but the people down here, uh, like I was saying, is there's a couple little studios and people are starting to produce more uh, professional stuff, you know? Uh, back in the day, it was more fa- uh, fanzines and stuff like that, mm-hmm. but it, it's small, but it's growing, so. Cool. Well, you you guys used to have well, actually, not not Chile per se, but um, uh, Argentina used to have uh, Hugo Pratt, right? Um, and there there used to be a very strong comic book scene in Argentina, at least. Now I know I, you probably don't like to to be compared to Argentina. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I'm, but I know what you're saying. I mean, uh, in South America, they're they're one of the biggest providers of artists, like yeah, like. Um, so uh, you got um, Ariel Olivetti. He's from Argentina. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he is. Uh, cool. Eduardo Rizzo is also from Argentina. Oh wow! Wow. <laughs> I didn't yeah. Know that. So <laughs> yeah, you got a couple of big guys there. And there's also in Brazil. There's a bunch of like big bigger names like the yeah. uh, uh, Rafael Albuquerque. Guys, yeah. American yeah. vampire now, uh, and also like Gabriel Ba and Fabio Moon. Those guys. Wow. Yep. They're also from Brazil. So there's a bunch of guys down here. Yeah, I know there's something about, uh, well, a lot of uh, creators here looking for, uh, like writers looking for creators often go to uh, South America uh, and they find, like uh, Ed Bennis, they, they find an artist over there. It's kind of uh, interesting. Um, Sometimes I, I wonder, and I'd like to get your perspective on that, and I'm sorry, and please, I apologize in advance if what I'm saying is offensive. I'd like to know because for me, I, I feel like they're going there because they think they can get a better rate than if they get an American artist. Is is what I'm saying true or not? Uh, well, I've, I've never worked for like the bigger publishers. Like the biggest publisher I ever worked for was uh, Mirage, the guys that that did the Ninja Turtles books. Yes, you yes. work on the and... Teenage Mutant. I saw that. Yeah. Yeah, and but I, I know I uh, I got the same page rate as American artists, so okay. I don't I don't know if the bigger companies would like uh, change their pay, page rates for different. Uh, I I know that if you get paid in dollars down here, uh, it you get more money out of your dollar than it than if you uh, spend it in America per se. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. so uh, in in that sense, uh, you make a better living. 
mm-hmm. if, if you get paid in dollars down here. But I don't think uh, the, uh, the publishers change their page rates okay. for South America. Well, what I do know, though, is uh, uh, I know a few artists from Brazil and from Argentina work through agents. So they might... Uh, I know... Uh, there's a, a couple agents that uh, get artists for DC and stuff like that. So I don't know if it has something to do with that, but... Well, one of the things that I've been noticing about, uh, you know, you've been listing off uh, South American artists, is there's always, um, you know, their art always has a uh, distinct look, you know. It's, it's different from mainstream. And um, I wonder if it's kind of like... Um, when artists or uh, writers look to um, the Asian subcontinent and the Far East and stuff to find artists because they have a distinct um, uh, look to their to their work, you know. It might be that. I mean, when you when you're in South America, you get different. Uh, you get influenced by different stuff. I know a lot mm-hmm. uh, a lot more European stuff gets here than in America, from my experience at least. When I when I lived in the states, it was People mostly got into uh, American comics, which is where they're great. But when you're uh, down here in South America or in other countries, I think you get more influenced by more more styles of art than just the American comics. So that might be it. <laughs> but I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I, I like American <laughs> comics myself, so I don't know. What kind of uh, what kind of Euro comics do you get in the in the over there? Uh, European stuff, yeah, you get a lot of the humanoids publishing stuff, okay. you know, the, the, um, ah, what's it called, the, um, like, ah, the, the Meadow Baron stuff yeah. like that. Bilal, yeah, Anki Bilal, yeah. Yes, yeah. you get those, and what else do we get here? I don't know, dude, I've, I've always been like an American comic fanboy, so I'm probably <laughs> not the best person to ask that. Are you, are you originally from Santiago, or? Yeah, yeah, I'm originally from here. Your English is impeccable, and your accent, it sounds like, <laughs> you sound like uh, you're from California. <laughs> yeah, I know, dude, I get that a lot. It's just, uh, I lived in the States for a while, so. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. That's yeah, awesome. I the arts, uh, in Jersey, so. Oh, no way. Yeah, uh, my, the Okay, my hometown's uh, Philadelphia. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. I've been to Philly a couple times. Very oh, yeah. nice. Yeah, I like it. So let's uh, let's talk about your your comic a little bit. You want to tell um, listeners a little uh, bit about? Well, I, I, I first wanted to ask you guys if you liked it. <laughs> um, well, yeah. I haven't finished reading it. Okay. Uh, because uh, well, as well, the running joke is I'm always juggling fifty things at the same time at the bin. Okay. Uh, and I don't think I've given it. Uh, I gave uh, the link uh, in time for Dan to actually look uh, at it. What I did look at is the artwork. Because uh, okay. that's easy to look at. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, and I like the artwork, and I like your artwork in general. Uh, I like what cool. I see on your website. Um, cool. What is your website, by the way? Uh, oh, uh, uh, I have check it out. I have a website and a blog, but my website is let me put uh, the link again. Pintoart.com. Okay. I'm gonna put it here in the. Let's see if it's gonna go on the chat uh, link. Cool. And for the listeners, obviously, I'm going to put it, I'm going to list that uh, next to the article anyway, so. Awesome, awesome. Um, so, shouldn't cool. be a problem for that. Uh, people will be able to find you. Um, <laughs> awesome, dude, thank you. Uh, what I notice also is the inking. Uh, did, mm-hmm. Do you do your own inking? 
Yes, I do. I did everything myself and warped. I did the uh, writing, penciling, inking, lettering, everything. Okay. Um, so my question for you, uh, it's related because for me, inking is a lost art. Uh, yeah. People don't take it seriously, even though like a lot of comics these days, they they just send it to from the pencil straight to Photoshop. Right. Uh, they don't do much inking, even though inking mm -hmm. is something that really make a comic book gets the best out of it and bur buries everything that's bad about a, a, a drawing. Mm -hmm. um, yes. How do you feel about inking and where have you learned your inking uh, as part of your uh, art career? I'm interested. Um, <laughs> that's cool. Uh, well, I personally, I love inking. Like, I, I like sometimes when they go straight from uh, pencils to colors, but if you're not totally clean in your artwork, it can look really muddy and messy. Yes. For me, at least. Uh, but I, I, I know some people make it work. Uh, basically, I just like black lines. I don't know. I like black, thick lines, dude, on my artwork. And my inking, I, well, I've, I've always been interested in it, and I went to art school for comic books, so I just had to <laughs> learn it there. Yeah. You went to the so, Joe yeah. Bird school or something? No? Did you? I, I, went to, I went to the Joe Kubert school. Wow. Okay. Uh, That's why you're good. <laughs> <laughs> that's why you're good you went to jo the joe kubert school that's why well yeah i graduated a while back though i graduated in 2004 doesn't matter i mean they they, they, <laughs> they make good artists i mean in that school i mean um by the way did you know when because i did an interview with him this weekend did you know at the time uh a guy named mark dos santos Was he in your no. classes? No, no, okay. it doesn't ring a bell. Though. Okay, no. but I know you've so, worked for with so many like people in the industry. I guess. Yeah. Uh, how come we haven't heard from you yet? <laughs> I don't know, dude. <laughs> I don't know. I've done a few things, but uh, mostly I've been. I work in advertising, and I also teach. Okay. So yeah, I, I've been uh, I've been doing some stuff uh, for uh, comic books since I uh, I graduated, but I haven't. I haven't been able, been able, sorry, to uh, break into the bigger publishers. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Your time will come, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, hopefully, I don't know. I'm, I'm happy doing like my own thing right now, though. I mean, but yeah, everybody wants to draw Spider-Man, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, what um, like how? What was your experience like at the uh, Cooper School? Uh, it was. Well, I, I'm, I went there when I was 18, so yeah. it was it was basically the best three years of my life and the, th and the three worst years of my life. <laughs> nice. Uh, Art-wise, and like I learned so much, I met some really, really cool people, so it was great, but at the same time, I was broke, I didn't have a car, <laughs> <laughs> and it was all guys there, so. <laughs> no, no no female artists at the uh, Joe Kubert uh, School? <laughs> Uh, not at the time I was there. There's a couple uh, girls there, but uh, I think nowadays, since comic books are like all hot and cool now, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I think there's more there now, but I don't know. Not when I, I was had, there. I had noticed in, in the past few years a, a rising number of like uh, female artists gaining notoriety and stuff like that. Yeah. So maybe that's indicative of, uh, you know... We've always had yeah, female that... artists. We have, we've always had them. Mm -hmm. um, if you look way back, uh, what's her name? Uh, she uh, Friedman. Uh, she used to do Aquaman way back. 
Yeah, yeah, I know who you're talking oh, about. And, Ramona, um, Ramona Fraden. I believe I, that's her name. Know. Let's Google that. Ramona Fraden. <laughs> right. uh, she well, used there's to join, uh, uh, Jan Dorsima. Yeah, and, uh, she went Anna to the Connor Cuban school. Too. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, I mean, the last few years, uh, like, Becky Cloonan is amazing. Yep. Like, yeah, I love her art. Right. And uh, Sarah Picelli. Also, yep. she did uh, Spider-Man, uh, Ultimate Spider-Man. Yeah, so. yeah, it is Ramona yeah, Fra awesome. Fradon. Yeah, that's her name. Yeah, uh, she used to draw Aquaman and uh, a lot of DC stuff way back. Um, she cool. kind of reminds me a little bit of Nick Cordy stuff. But uh, anyway, uh, no, we've always had uh, female artists. Um, well, I, I just like I don't know. Um, I know a lot of female artists uh, uh, actually. Uh, but uh, what made you pick um, the Joe Kubert instead of another school like SCAD or SVA? Uh, I'm a nerd. <laughs> it just sounded <laughs> cool. <laughs> That's an excellent uh, reason, man. <laughs> yeah, no, dude. I, was, I remember uh, I was going to school for um, architecture my senior year of high school. Mm -hmm. But uh, I had this article from, like, I think it was Wizard Magazine that, like, highlighted the school or whatever. And we had an aptitude test when I was in my senior year, and like my artistic whatever aptitudes were very high, so I kind of talked my parents into kind of letting me go, and they were like, <laughs> "Okay, <laughs> you seem to have some grasp on this." So yeah, sure. So I don't know. It's awesome, man. And it and, and that uh, that same year was when they announced that the the Kubert brothers were starting to teach first and second years. So I was like, I, I gotta be there, man. <laughs> <laughs> like that was way too awesome to pass up. So who would you so, say? Oh, sorry, Dan, go ahead. No, go ahead, Irving. Go ahead. Uh, who would you say um, is your influence? My influence? Wow, that's that's a big question. I think like any guy that fancies him uh, himself a comic book artist, you get inspired by a bunch of guys. But I don't know, like off the top of my head, uh, biggest guys were like, Joe Mad was huge for me oh, when nice. I was younger. Yeah, Joe Mad was like it for me. And as I got a bit older, I got really, like Mike Mignola is amazing. Yeah. Uh, Eduardo Rizzo, I love. Uh, Jason Pearson is just God to me. I don't know. <laughs> that guy should be doing every single comic book ever. Uh, I don't know, like he's, he's had like three different styles in his career. Like, if you look at his stuff from, like, the 90s then to the early 2000s and the stuff he's doing now, it's just so different, you know? And it's always great. So, I don't know. He blows me away. Um, I don't know. I think Scotty Young is amazing, too. Great artist. Yeah. Uh, there's this guy called um, uh, Ramon Perez. He just did, um, what was it? He was he did the, the Jim Henson book that was supposed to be a movie, but yeah. then they... Uh, Tale of Sand. Oh yeah, dude, that's yeah, gorgeous. It was Man, incredible. Gorgeous book. It really is, yeah. It's amazing. So I don't know. Nowadays, I look a lot of. I don't know. I always look at Mignola to get inspired. <laughs> to be honest with you, uh, and I don't know. I'll just look at anything, you know. I always. I don't read that many comics, but I always know who's drawing what. <laughs> you know, I always look at stuff. So I don't know. I don't know if I answered your question there. But yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> so you said you're you're teaching now. What are you teaching? 
Uh, I teach um, drawing to graphic design students and uh, at a college down here. Oh, cool. I teach first and second year uh, students, and I also work freelance for advertising companies, doing storyboards and illustrations and stuff like that. <laughs> so that's where I make most of my money, and I draw comics when I can because <laughs> I love them so much. Yeah, <laughs> it seems to be like uh, the 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 story in the comic book community, like. Day job comes first, and whenever you have time, you get to your comic books and stuff. Yeah, I mean, I would love to do comic books full time, but yeah. I don't know. It's it's hard, you know. Like uh, publishers are getting smaller, and my style. I mean, I see a like publishers, like the bigger publishers, like Marvel, DC. They want guys that can do more photorealistic stuff, which is yeah. Yeah. straight. Like I love Brian Hitch. I think he's amazing, but. I don't draw like that. I don't have an interest in drawing like that. So every time I've emailed a, uh, an editor or whatever, they're always like, dude, your stuff's great, but we're not looking for that right now. So Have you have you ever approached companies like Viper? Uh, no, I haven't approached Viper. Do you know but... that? Because uh, that's probably where you fit the best. <laughs> Well, I'll, I'll email those guys. <laughs> Here I am you know, being an agent. You're telling me I'm good for them. I, I'll, I'll work for whoever, you know? No, no, Viper, <laughs> Viper has a, the way they make their comics, they, they have this offbeat type of style. A little bit like uh, what, what Oni Press also. Right. Uh, well, Oni's not... Uh, I, uh, when I first came up with Warped, I I threw an email to Oni Press and a bunch of other guys, and Oni is not receiving submissions at the moment, so... Well, it's normal. I mean, you'll get rejections. You'll get, like, 50 rejections. Uh, that's normal. Yeah, um, yeah but, uh, you know, like, I've also... Because a lot of the smaller companies work uh, on a... You don't get, like, a page rate. You get paid afterwards, depending yeah. on what the book sells. So I figured if I'm going to draw for free, I might as well just draw my own stuff, you know? Yep, I agree <laughs> like, with you. Like, come up with my own stories and draw. Yeah. I agree with you. That's... Uh... Uh, the only thing you yep. need to remember is how to sell it after that, but uh, that's a different well, issue. Well, yeah, that's, that's what I got to work on because I, I suck at selling my stuff. But uh, You know what um, we all do? <laughs> well, actually, I know some people who are natural salespeople, but most artists, uh, this is actually an article I wanted to write for The Bin because um, uh, I've done some work on that, It's uh, and I've seen it uh, at this uh, the con I attended this weekend. Uh, most right. artists have a, a, what would be considered a lot of introversion. Right. Um, and therefore, they're good at thinking and the, the quiet place and thinking about big things in their heads and figuring things out and making it happen on paper, right? Mm -hmm. They're good at that. But mm -hmm. uh, versus the salespeople and the people doing all the connection, the connectors, as, as we call them, that's a completely mm -hmm. different skill that... that from the regular skill as, as an artist. I mean, as an artist, you need to be able to concentrate for hours and, and not do right. anything else. And, and that's why you're good at what you do. Uh, versus salespeople are good at just connecting with people, being in crowds and seeing connections and, and screaming, hey, look at me, look at me, look at me, all the time. Uh, yeah. It's a different yeah, skill. So one of the challenge of most small creators like you, I guess, would, would be... You need to partner up with someone who's got that skill set, mm -hmm. uh, who doesn't have your skill or your creativity, right. but they have the other skills, which is selling your stuff. Uh, and right. yeah. I know from experience, it's not easy <laughs> because I have the exact same problem you have in other fields, <laughs> other parts of my life. And at the bit right. also, uh, 
I'm not the best sales guy for the bin at all. Uh, I mean, did you? Have, how did you even learn about us, right? <laughs> just uh, Google, man. Just oh yeah. Just looking at sites, comic book sites, and stuff like that. I'm always looking for newer sites and stuff because you get like the bigger uh, news sites, which are great and everything, but it's mostly um, like Marvel and DC stuff, yeah, and yeah. you have to look for smaller sites can, that kind of. Uh, catered to like an indie public, you know. You know what I'd, I'd like to say? Uh, we probably have, if not more, as many articles as the so-called big sites. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we probably have as many as they do. Uh, it's just right. that people don't know about it. We probably, I mean, with eighteen thousand site uh, articles, mm -hmm. uh, I don't yeah, think we're a small uh, yeah. site. <laughs> you guys been around for like ten years now, right? Yeah, we've been around for quite a while. Uh, which is kind of funny because people always say we're a small site and I'm like, no, we have 18,000 articles. We're not small. <laughs> we're bigger than the majority of all the websites on the planet. <laughs> all right. <laughs> um, but I mean, no, I, I do want to say what you mean. Uh, uh, we will pay more attention to uh, uh, non-popular kids, I guess you could call it. Yeah. No, but well, I, I mean, mean, it's like... I was yeah. going to say, I think it's... Um... Because of our autonomy, like we're like I think you know, uh, Comic Book Resources, um, a lot of their staff are from Marvel, you know, and oh really? Uh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and oh, okay. uh, I mean like Jason Aaron uh, writes for Comic Book Resources, right. and great uh, writer by the way. Yeah, definitely. But um, you know, they they because they're they're so focused on that that big two mentality. I think they overlook a lot of independent and. Uh, Uh, just well, really I mean, good stuff, like slips through the cracks, you know. Right, but I mean, I, I do understand it. I mean, it, it is a business, and you want people to click on your site, and most people that read comics do like superheroes, you know? Yeah. So you can't really fault them for that. It's just, mm -hmm. you, I, I mean, I've always been a little bit more interested in, like, quirkier books. I once uh, heard it um, described as, like, the overground, where it's not really underground. You have, mm -hmm. like, an underground sensibility, but, like, with... Uh, Uh, a mainstream uh, production value, like the stuff that Image puts out or Dark yeah, Horse, you know, exactly, like that stuff yeah. really gets me going. Because you get you get really uh, well done comic books that don't look <laughs> that look professional, yeah. but they're not superhero uh, most of the time, you know. I would yeah. say what 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 I find interesting is that what we would consider, I guess, what people call independent and underground, is probably what's what would sell the most to the regular public. Mm -hmm. Yeah, non-comic yeah, book public, uh, the type of books that you would see at someone like Viper or Oni Press is probably right. something that's more in tune with most people than what we consider mainstream, which would be Marvel and DC, which is a little bit more of a niche, uh, mm -hmm. just like cowboys or, or zombies or I don't know, versus right. other stuff. Um, and it's kind, of, it, it's it's got that inverted thing. Um, There's that inversion in comics about stuff that should probably sell more is selling less, and but that's I mean that's history acting out. I mean yeah, I don't I mean, know. Like back in the day, you used to have like a romance books, yeah. and yeah. So I don't know. I think I don't. Know, I guess people just don't like to read. <laughs> uh, they do. You know, that's you know? probably it, man. No, they We're do. Too lazy to read. People right. do like so, to but read. I don't know, like uh, all these. Now you see all, all these movies and stuff that come out of like really small 
like either comic books or uh, uh, or small books, you know, like they're not appealing to the mainstream, but you know, people in the studios are looking for properties and stuff like that. So I don't know. Uh, there, actually, there's an audience for it. I just don't think people like to read. <laughs> no, no, no. People do like to read. I mean, do you remember that kids have been, uh, they're the reason that uh, Harry Potter and similar other books like Narnia and so yeah. on are very popular. Kids are actually reading stuff. It's just that um, it's really a marketing issue at this point where the stuff that should appeal to a larger audience is not reaching them properly. Right. Uh, for, so for me, I don't blame it on on the product itself. I blame it on the marketing and the distribution channels. Uh, yeah. Well, that's one of my personal pet yeah. peeves, as Dan can probably tell you. Uh, <laughs> I'm always complaining about the business part. Uh, it's all to do, it, every, all the problems have to do with distribution, marketing, sales. That's the real problem. Not the content itself doesn't have a problem. The values in comic book these days are as good as any other art form, as movies or TV, whatever. The, the quality, there's no doubt. It's all, everything is there. There's nothing, we, we don't have to envy anything from any other field. What the problem is, the marketing, um, the marketing and everything else. Um, I was looking at the stats and for some reason, an old article I wrote way back about a Marvel advertising campaign called Embrace Change. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you guys remember that when they had the invasion with the scroll. Yeah. Well, they, yeah, bought, some, they bought some commercials on ESPN2 way back. <laughs> okay. And for some reason, the article came up. I don't know why the article is quite popular these days. So it came up uh, as one of the top five articles on the website. I don't know why. People are huh. looking at it. Uh, but what, in that article, what I did was I analyzed why Marvel would even spend a penny on ESPN2, which was the wrong demographic. And those are the problems that I see. And I basically listed, I said, well, there's this problem, this, that problem, and that. The whole, the, the whole audience, which are blue-collar workers uh, who mm -hmm. don't have a lot of income for comics, and probably soccer, soccer mom, soccer dad, probably will put more money in the soccer equipment, hockey equipment, than on buying comics and so on. And they had this whole campaign about Embrace Change to buy the, the Secret Invasion, uh, the Secret Invasion storyline from Marvel, which okay. was completely non-targeted. I, I don't know, maybe they had a sweet deal from ESPN too, <laughs> but it was a major mistake uh, to target those guys instead of targeting the right people who... And they did, well, the message was very clear. It, it felt like one of those religious commercials that you would look like uh, something from the Church of Jesus Christ, and you want to flip the channel because they're going to... No, but you want to flip the channel because you, you think, oh, no, 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 they're, they're going to make me feel guilty or... You know, they, they're going to start preaching to me. It felt like that. Who wants to watch uh, some kind of religious... Well, okay, I'm sorry for the audience that likes religious... That's very religious. <laughs> You're just killing your whole audience. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I apologize if I offend anyone who's very religious. Uh, 85% of our, our demo is uh, Roman Catholic, by the way. <laughs> eh? Who's Roman Catholic? <laughs> our demographic. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. The comic book site that's targeted towards Catholics. <laughs> hmm. We could try that angle. <laughs> so, uh, Fernando, tell us a little bit. Tell us a little bit about um, Warped, about Warped. the, uh, the yeah. story and the concept. All right. Uh, well, Warped is a wonderful book coming out of Two One Five Inc. This oh, nice. June. Uh, yes, uh, it's coming out this June, and it's about two friends, Sandy 
and Angus. One is a girl that's 22 years old, and one is a robot that wears cargo shorts. And <laughs> they have basically, uh, they got kicked out uh, out of their orphanage when uh, a few years back. And now they make a living um, as bounty hunters, trying to make rent on their two-bedroom spaceship. <laughs> awesome. Uh, and basically, the, the, this first volume, Head Trip, which collects uh, the first seven issues that were distributed online through Graphically, mm-hmm. uh, originally, and then through 215 Inc. online and Cloud9 and a couple other uh, online outlets. Um, it, it tells the story uh, when they get hired to transport uh, Alondra Luna, which is, uh, who is, uh, sorry, was uh, an, an alien porn star. Uh, from one uh, to planet Felidar, where she's uh, supposed to meet her her birth parents, but then some stuff happens in the way, and maybe they were hired for something that they didn't know they were doing. So there's a little bit of a mystery there. Okay, so now uh, now now you've got me interested. Now I, I yeah. have to go read everything now. <laughs> there's a lot of interesting in it. So no, be that's fine. That's fine. Okay, cool. That actually sounds like brilliant. <laughs> I'm sold, man. <laughs> so are yeah, you, it's, it's coming out in June. Are you uh, are you guys going to be um, you know offering anything at San Diego Comic Con this year for its I, release? Or I I know that uh, you can download the the first issue for free on two one five Inc site, which is two one five Inc dot com. Is that your company <laughs> or some another publisher? Sorry? Is that your company or another publisher? That's another, no, publisher. That's another publisher out of Philly, actually. Okay, yeah, yeah. I don't know them, sorry. Yeah, yeah uh, I, I know they were at the uh, Baltimore Con, and I think they were at the Boston Comic Con that was a little bit back. Okay. I I think they're going to be in San Diego, but I'm not sure. I okay. hope they're. Okay. Probably. I, I think I remember seeing them last year. Um, I'm not sure. <laughs> Maybe, I, I Maybe they were there. I don't know, man. I, I've only talked to those guys. They, they've been great. They, they, they really like the comic book and they're, uh, they're doing their best to get it out there. Uh, but I, I haven't met the guys personally, so I don't know. <laughs> but, but yeah, I think they're going to be, uh, doing the con circuit. So they should be in San Diego. Okay. So you're already with them. So, cause I was going to suggest, cause I thought you were doing it on your own. So no, gonna... no, 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 um, okay. no, I did, uh, the book originally, I published it on my blog, like okay. three years back, <laughs> and, and then I sent it over to Graphically, and then when it was on Graphically, I sent it over to 215 Inc., and they okay. dug it, because I, I, I had done like a short story for them, for a book called Loudmouth mm-hmm. last year, <laughs> so I had uh, the connection there, and I just asked them if they liked to publish my book, and they were all for it. So. Okay, that's awesome. Because I was actually yeah, going to suggest that you go with Viper, but... Uh... <laughs> I, I I'm gonna check those guys out. I, I read uh, Dead at Seventeen. Those are them, right? Yeah, Dead at Seventeen. Yeah, yeah the I remember that. Yeah. was one of the okay. earliest supporter of Dead at Seventeen and Viper, all the way back from two thousand and three. Oh yeah, I, uh, I probably read the same one you did because I read it when I was in art school. So that was two thousand three, yeah. two thousand four. So uh, we mm-hmm. even have the articles about the the comics. That they never published, <laughs> which I actually have those comics that they never published. Uh, they cool. had a falling out with some of the creators who were supposed to do a, another comic for them. Uh, mm-hmm. And you can't find any of that information elsewhere but the comic book bin, which means we've been covering those guys from day one. <laughs> cool. Yeah. 
I like to see crazy. Like that. I, I didn't realize that that went back that far. Oh yeah. Jeez. Oh yeah. They're yeah. I've so, known uh, them from day one. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's that's about it. I mean, it's it's a book. Took me a little bit to do it. Uh, it took me like three years to get it done. That's okay. Which, uh, you have to sorry. work. You have to live. <laughs> yeah, dude. Because uh, it wasn't paying the rent. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> so it took me a little bit. It took me longer than I would have liked, but it's done now, and I'm happy about that. <laughs> so yeah, that's awesome, man. For like, uh, cool. how do you get your like? How is it like? Like you take like a couple of uh, hours every night to work on comics, or how do you do it? Um, usually, um, I'll, I'll dedicate free, um, any free time I have to it if, and then my girlfriend yells at me, but, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm usually like doing 10 different things. So I understand when you tell me you're the same way. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, usually, um, I, I work like a half day at the college and then I, I do storyboard gigs or illustration gigs. I just finished a campaign for Nestle that runs down here, uh, doing art direction and, um, and illustrations for them. And then when, yeah, it's, it's really cool and it pays the bills really well, but, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's really nice. Uh, but then whatever free time I have, I do, like either warped or I'm, I'm starting another book with a friend that we want to uh, pitch to a couple people and stuff like that. So I'm always doing comic book stuff. It's just, I, I don't know how many people get to see him. <laughs> That's cool. Do you have anything uh, planned for the future of uh, warped or? Well, yeah, I have like a, a... no, I have the outline for volume two. It's called, uh, uh, well, volume two voyage to the center of the film. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which uh, <laughs> uh, it, it basically um, yeah, it, it's in the second volume they get uh, uh, they get hired to uh, to uh, sorry I'm trying to find the words uh, they get hired <laughs> to get the tumor out of uh, of uh, an ancient pop star that nowadays is the size of a planet. You because know, he got really fat, so they have yeah. to go inside of him and, and get a, a tumor <laughs> out. But there's more to it than that. Nice. <laughs> it sounds that's, uh, that's absolutely, absolutely, absolutely absurd. Sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's the whole point, and that story is copyright Fernando Pinto, so nobody. Knows <laughs> <that>. <laughs> yeah, it's out yeah. there now, so it's <laughs> no. You guys have to edit that out now. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's uh, and I have a couple more stories that I want to do, but I don't know if I'll have time for them. So we'll see. Yeah, well, hopefully your your career takes off and you have more time for for comics. Hopefully, <laughs> man, I'd love to do it, you know, but I don't know. Like, I, I would love, I mean, for Warp to be, like, no, uh, since I'm, like, nobody knows who I am, right? Uh, but <laughs> if I have this published and, and I wrote it and everything, um, you you hope for people to see it, you know, and see yeah. if it comes out of it. But if, if it doesn't, I'm just happy that it's out there, you know. I'm happy yeah. I did it, so... Well, it's good enough. Most people don't even get that far. So, I mean, uh, you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. It's it's kind of sad, you know. You always see, like, on Facebook or stuff like that, people that publish, oh, I did a sketch of a character, and you'd never yeah. see any completed, you know. And that kind of sucks because there's a lot of talented people out there. They should, like, get off their asses and, and do it. <laughs> even if you don't make money out of it, it's fun. 
Well, some of the issues are, especially with the internet, I think it gets in people's way. Uh, oh, totally. Yeah, there's a lot of dancing cats on YouTube. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it gets on your in your way, so you can't work. Dude, dude, I I lose a lot of hours <laughs> checking stupid stuff out, but so I understand it. But you gotta make time for your stuff, you know. Because yeah. at the end of the day, that's pretty much all you have. Yeah. You know? well, I don't know. One, I don't mean to sound preachy or whatever. People no, that's not preachy. <laughs> one thing I've done personally that I know works is I've cut down on TV completely. I only watch one or two shows. Right. Um, and that's it. Uh, that's good. No news. So the TV is always down. The only time I watch the TVs are most of the time is for DVDs. Uh, cool. And usually it's DVDs I have to review for the bin. So... <laughs> so that actually works. So, <laughs> and you can write it off in your taxes because it's work related. <laughs> well, actually, they well, I don't even pay for them, but that's a different issue. <laughs> Dude, you get all the free stuff. Awesome. <laughs> no, no, it's not free. It's work. Oh, okay. I have to work. I have to write the well, article. I would imagine you have to watch a lot of stuff that you don't like, right? Um, let's just say I've watched some uh, Airbud. I don't know if you guys know about Airbud. <laughs> There's a there's an Airbud review on the on the site. Oh my uh, god. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> so somebody sent you some. <laughs> somebody sent me Airbud. Some production company <laughs> sent you Airbud, thinking that thinking that the comic book bin was the right. Uh, I don't know. No, no, the, no. The way it works <laughs> is that they ask you, "Hey, do you want to review this?" Uh, but they were giving a bunch of them, so I said, "Yeah, I'll take the whole bunch." Right. Without knowing exactly, I mean, I, I've on at the bin actually. I've actually reviewed um, what is it called, Ugly Betty. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, what I'm saying is that I had never watched Ugly Betty or what's the other one, Brothers and Sisters. Okay. I mean, well, that's like drama, like crying. Uh, that's no, like no. yeah. That's a. Uh, I'm sorry again for our female audience. That's right, dude. <laughs> that's a chick show. Yeah, it's totally a chick show. <laughs> Uh, I had never watched any of them. Uh, and it's kind of funny because, I mean, when I actually watch those things, I actually watch them completely. So I've watched every single episode of the whatever season they sent me. Oh my God. And by the end, I was like, oh my God, I'm a pro. <laughs> I know all about Ugly Betty. <laughs> oh, dude. That's... That's terrible, man. No, it's not terrible. Yeah, I mean, it's not for you. It's, so bad for you, man. I think the more you watch <laughs> the them, the more you get into it. Mm. Uh, <laughs> oh, you were actually like enjoying it. <laughs> well, I think I mean I would watch it like every for, for like a week each show. I would watch them like for an entire week every night, like five hours straight. Do you get like invested in Ugly Betty and stuff? Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's not good. That's well, tragic. nah. I mean, it's work. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 It's work. For, for a good cause. <laughs> that's, that's how you do work. I mean, you were taking one for the team there. <laughs> well, it's work, that's so good, I mean, man. it's okay. It, it's part there of are worse do. jobs than watching Ugly Betty for five hours. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they are. Uh, I mean, dude, I draw storyboards. I know I've had to draw people smiling, sipping tea for like forty frames in a row. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. Oh yeah. my god. <laughs> yeah, dude. But that's nice. I mean, I'm not going to complain. I mean, I did like, I mean, I did enjoy the, the shows themselves. Uh, not, not some, what I would like. Normally, I would never go out and watch Ugly Betty or Brothers and Sister. 
Like I've never looked at them even. I had no clue what they were about. Uh, but right. I did find them well done anyway. So I can't mm. complain about that. So, uh, and and they're good at regifting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true, man. They're now good. all your Christmas shopping done. Yes, it's yeah. very good at regifting uh, uh, stuff. Except they're already opened. <laughs> well, no, I mean, that's the deal. I mean, I, I tell my folks, listen, uh, you guys like Ugly Betty? I've got Ugly Betty. It's been watched, it's been opened, but it doesn't matter. It's, it's, it's straight, I mean, it's straight, the official Ugly Betty, straight from the from the TV station or whatever, the, the producer. Yeah, it wasn't bought at the store. So, I mean, they're like not, a collector's they're not, item, right? Eh? I'm sorry? It's like a collector's item, right? <laughs> I guess you could call it a collector's item. I mean, yeah. it, it, it came straight yeah, from the... it's not a collection I would like, but okay. <laughs> uh, no, I would say the, the worst one I've watched was Airbud. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, that's puzzling, because I can, like, okay, Ugly Betty was a pretty popular show for a while, so mm -hmm. I can get that, but yeah. who, who the hell saw Airbud, dude? dude I, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Well, sometimes you have to, I think you have to accept the, uh, I mean, they send you some, uh, I guess, they're not very good ones sometimes. You have to take them. Right. Because at the same time, uh, for example, I did get Avatar, Iron mm -hmm. Man, and a bunch of other things, right? You like that, Avatar? Uh, yeah, I thought it was all right. Which uh, one, the movie or the TV the show? The movie. Movie, okay. Uh, yeah, the movie with, the, what's his name, the blue guys, the blue characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, Pocahontas in space. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So my point is, uh, you know what? You, if I can get the avatars, I'll, it means I also have to watch the the ugly Betty's and right, the right. Airbuds. You, you get the good with the bad. Yeah, it's only fair. I can't only, only <laughs> right. ask for the good stuff. I have to take. It's like everything. karmic retribution. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I guess that's what it is. Um, but what kind of comics uh, are published in uh, Chile? Like, are they translated into uh, into Spanish or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, most most of the stuff that get gets published here is it translated. Like, they usually translate it in Mexico. There's a, a few uh, publishing houses there, so they get the rights for Marvel stuff or DC stuff. That's the stuff you can buy at a newsstand. You can go to uh, specialty stores or uh, where they have like the previews catalog, and you can order. Uh, your own copies of the American stuff, but most of the stuff you can find on newsstands is translated. Okay. And are mm -hmm. they up to date? Like, I mean, are they like close enough in terms of what's uh, up? They're like uh, nine months to a year behind okay. from what I've seen. Wow. Okay. That's not bad. Yeah. What about smaller publishers like Image, uh, Dark Horse? Well, smaller. Other publishers uh, like... You get, like Image stuff, you get like the bigger books. You get Spawn, I think. And I think Spawn is the only one I've actually seen down here published and walking dead they're publishing now because it's huge now because of the show okay but aside from that i don't I haven't seen that many other books most of the stuff i read anyways i, I just discovered the the joys of reading comic books on my tablet so mm. I've, I've been getting that stuff like off of the dark horse uh site or or um comics what was the name of that comicsology yeah comicsology i've gotten a few things from there so that's the way I do it because since I, I I can speak the uh, I can speak English I would rather read it in its in its original language you know you don't miss anything in the translation that way yeah that's good to know um, yeah. so how like are comics still popular uh, in Chile uh 
I mean, they're popular and with the movies and everything, they're getting more and more popular. You know, you see comic books. Like, I just worked on this, worked on this um, campaign for Nestle, and part of the, the campaign was uh, to do a comic book about the characters of, in, the, in the campaign, you know? People are <laughs> getting more into it, you know? And so it, it's pretty cool that as a medium is getting more accepted. But I, the knowledge of people, and I think this translates to everywhere that I've been, is people uh, relate comic books to superheroes anyway. So it's, I don't know. But yeah, <laughs> yeah they're, uh, they're getting more popular. Yeah. yeah. That's interesting uh, coming from South America uh, cause I, because I thought with the, I assume that Argentina and Chile have more European material than the other places. Oh, uh, we do, but it's not like it's a massive okay. market, you know? Um, but uh, I went to Argentina a couple of years back and they have like libraries of the stuff, like books that are really cheap and, uh, they have their own authors and stuff like that. <laughs> so uh, you, you get more stuff there. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, that's what I expected because I mean, I know, I mean, having some uh, great, some of the greatest creators in history, uh, right. one, well, well, okay. One of my favorite is Hugo Pratt. Oh, uh, he's an amazing artist. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, you know him? Do you know him, Dan? Well, uh, I know I his have. work. I've, oh, I'm dead. Sorry. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, I thought you were talking to me. I'm sorry. I'm very self-centered. No, no, no. We no, are. Right. You are. You are the guest. You're the guest. <laughs> it's your. It's your time. Come on. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I feel special. You should. Yeah. Oh. So, but uh, yeah, I am. I'm familiar with some of his work too. Okay. Um. um yeah. It's probably I was say, I think a lot of South American uh, artists, at least um, Gabriel uh, Ba and Fabio Moon and um, oh, guys like guys. that, have really, yeah, they've really yeah, been... The uh, Day Tripper? Yes, I have, man. That is... Uh, <laughs> that wow. is so good. So <laughs> yeah. freaking good. Yeah. Oh, it's, my God. It's, like, mind-blowingly good. Yeah, I like there's stuff like done with storytelling there that I've never seen in any other comic books. So it's just amazing, and yeah. the artwork's amazing, and I just hate them so much. <laughs> they are like geniuses, man. What's yeah, the, I know it, the book he was doing with um, Gerard Way from uh, Mike oh, McCormick? Yeah, that there. was uh, that was amazing too. Yeah, it's like the ro uh, the Royal Tenenbaums mixed with the Doom Patrol. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's uh, it's pretty sweet. Yeah, it's really cool stuff. And also, uh, I really like Casanova too. I don't know if you guys yeah. heard that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mad kind Fraction. Of, yeah, Mad Fraction. But it makes me feel kind of dumb because it's really smart and really <laughs> like compressed. So sometimes yeah. it's hard for me to follow it. But it's, it's so uh, good. It reads like a British um, sci-fi comedy. It's like <laughs> really. Like it's really dense and really yes. kind of, it has like a steep learning curve, I think. <laughs> yeah, like I, it's, I had to read issue one like a couple of times before I got everything. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm, uh, I'll admit it, I'm maybe I'm not that bright, but it was it was great. No, well, yeah, it, it's a good, it's a great series, but yeah, there is. Uh, I mean, it's just so kind of off the wall that it takes. It, maybe it, it, it just you have to get acclimated to that first or something. Right, right, and. But I, I, I thought, like, the first volume was very, like, each issue was very self-contained. Mm -hmm. And then the second volume was more like one story in the whole thing. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know if, if 
and I know that's intentional, but uh, I, I don't know. I just, I just like it when people kind of experiment with different techniques and storytelling and stuff like that. It's really interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really good. Really, really good. So people out there should read Casanova and Warped too, because that's not <laughs> Casanova yeah. and Warped. Too. Yeah. Okay. I'll have to remember that. Every week we do this podcast, and I come up with a list of things like, like I thought I knew my comics. Mm-hmm. It turns out I don't know anything about comics anymore. Like I can tell you yeah, about but... all the the greats, all the the old guys, and everyone from the nineties. And it seems like right now I don't know. I thought I used so to like, be on top of things. What but... are you reading these days? Uh, I'm actually okay. I amazing, I... amazing Spider-Man. No, I don't. <laughs> I haven't read my DC and my Marvel. Uh, I haven't picked up a DC or Marvel comic since uh, what whole January. I haven't read any anything since January. I haven't read any DC oh, wow. Marvel. Um, so... how's how's the new DC stuff? Like the new Fifty Two stuff. I haven't read any of that. Is uh, it? Is there any good stuff there? I, first... heard, uh, I, I heard that Batman was really good. Yeah, Batman is uh, Batman's pretty good, but it's it's just like it was before the uh, reboot. It's um, some of the stuff is great, some of the stuff is not good at all, and then you have the stuff in between, you know. So it's like okay, but there yeah, there's some really good stuff that came out of that. Um, but yeah, I mean, good with the bad <laughs> and all that. But know? like, what saves like the better stuff? Like, uh, I think. Um, Jeff Lemire's uh, Animal Man is really good. Yeah. Okay. Wonder um, Woman is good. Scott Scott Snyder's Swamp Thing is really good. Okay. And his Batman. Batman's really good. Um, well, it's Greg Capullo, too, so you got to see Yeah, Greg Capullo is awesome, man. <laughs> um, okay. And, uh, I mean, it's really interesting to see uh, an artist like that on a Batman book, uh, too. Well, he, he kind of had, like, the whole Batman thing going. I mean, it was way more cartoony. Than yeah. what you see in a Batman book, but yeah, like all the dark and gritty part. So I don't know. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I just mean it's like when you look at like uh, the stuff before the reboot, a lot of it was really um, somber and was going for like this really uh, you know neo noir uh, tone. And with Greg Capullo, right. it's like hyper stylized noir, so it's like right. really really dynamic and fluid, and it's really cool. Um, cool. So I'm going to ask a silly question here. I thought Greg Capullo was working on Spawn. I've been working on Spawn for years. He's not on Spawn anymore. Uh, no, he went from Spawn to Haunt, and okay. then from Haunt he was doing. Uh, he left Haunt, um, but he was only doing layouts on Haunt, right? And uh, Ryan Ozzy was finishing it. I think he was doing um, the first couple issues of Haunt. He was doing um, uh, full interior layouts. Oh, he did full interiors and then layouts. Yeah, I think he did full interiors and then layouts. Okay. And then um, DC, I guess, liked his work, so they they picked him up. And well, he hasn't, Capullo, been, he hasn't been doing um, uh, creator-owned stuff in a while, I guess. Well, he's well, uh, yeah. he's been he used to work on Quasar from Marvel from way back. Oh yeah, when he drew like mm. Jim Lee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, everyone did back then, so yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, he went he's from been Jim, for a Jim Lee to Todd McFarlane, and now he's kind of come into his own, I feel like. That's good. Well, I think uh, he's like Todd McFarlane, but way better. Like, I like yeah. McFarlane's stuff, but, I don't know, Kapoor is so dynamic, and his camera angles, his storytelling, I, I don't know, he's, he's really good. But, yeah, he's really, like, I get what you're saying when you don't expect him on, on a 
like a Batman book because mm-hmm. yeah yeah because he's he's way too dynamic for what they were doing like, the last few years yeah I yeah. get what you're saying yeah but on the opposite end of the spectrum you've got stuff like um, Detective Comics is awful right now uh, <laughs> really yeah I mean they uh, they have the Tony Daniel um, okay yeah he was, Tony Daniel he was working with what team he was an artist on Teen Titans and then he started okay. writing uh, did Batman a before Batman the reboot. Oh, oh, so he's writing and drawing it? Yeah. So he was writing um, writing Batman before the reboot. Um, he was doing art then as well, I think. And uh, they were losing readers because it wasn't any good. And for some reason they kept him on, but they, they switched him over to uh, Detective. And it's just gotten wow. worse and worse. Um, wow. And other stuff... Uh, Rob Leefield just took over a few books. <laughs> so, yeah, I saw that. Like that—that's really puzzling. I mean, yeah, I don't, know. I, I don't, I don't personally hate him as much as everybody does. I just don't make fun of the, Rob Leefield, okay? One day I want to invite him on the podcast. No, I don't. I don't. You know I don't what? Have I would, style would, at all. It's just. I'm sorry. Please. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, no, I no, I don't really have like the vile hatred that yeah. people have towards. But yeah. I don't know. It's just I remember he used to have a lot of trouble keeping a deadline. So I'm, it's it's surprising that he gets so much work. That's yeah. the only thing I would think. Well, but I don't I don't think I whatever. Maybe it's connections. Who knows? I don't know. Maybe yeah, maybe he's, I, I, I've heard he's really nice in person. So that might be it. Yes, he's a nice. He's a very nice person. He did get a bad rap for years and stuff. I don't know. I like to give him the benefit. Um, well, yeah. If you don't know the guy, I mean, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Well, I'm not. When I when I uh, <laughs> now, if I ever say anything criticizing his artwork, it's never a personal attack against him. It's just oh yeah, that, yeah, I, that, I can, I that style is not for me. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah, I can totally get yeah. it. And yeah, you could draw a couple more backgrounds here and there, but eh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> a couple couple less triceps. <laughs> <laughs> no, you need triceps, man. They have to like lift those big guns. Yeah. They need six triceps. <laughs> yeah, totally, dude. Six steps. Not triceps. Six steps. Yeah, well, six steps. He gave the world, uh, what is it? Cable? Yeah, Cable, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He gave Cable. Did he also create Deadpool? Deadpool? Yeah. Yep. But he yeah, created Deadpool, dude. He He's cool in my book because of that. I love Deadpool, so. Yeah, good. Yeah. But, well, that but was I know for his... Uh, Sorry? His work wasn't as, as crazy back then, I feel like, when he was doing New Mutants. It uh, was, no, uh, if, if you look at his, like, old, like, old uh, Hawk and Dove stuff, like, the first stuff he did, it was very John Burnish, you know, like, that sort of, like, Dan Jurgens you know, and then he just stylized himself to death. Basically. Yeah, <laughs> way too much. Yeah, just, like, teeth kept coming out of everywhere and just, uh, but whatever. <laughs> I, I do remember reading his Captain America when he did like Heroes Reborn oh, or Return. Oh yeah, like, yep. Please, yep. Yeah. Back in yeah, like round seven that. or something like that. Yeah, I, I bought that. I remember buying that. <laughs> but I, I, I don't know. I was like, oh, all right. I don't want to be a hater. Please. <laughs> stop it! Stop it! <laughs> are you biting? Are you biting your tongue, Hervé? <laughs> you guys are mentioning the bad stuff. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's so much of it. <laughs> well, dude, I, I bought it, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. part of... Um, he has a job because people keep buying his books. If nobody bought them, I mean, people have to like his stuff, 
know? Yeah, he's he's definitely got a fan base. I, I don't know who it is, but <laughs> it's out there. <laughs> I don't know, but I can I can totally see like somebody that's not really into comic books that kind of sees it to be like, oh yeah, superheroes are supposed to have like that many muscles, you know? Um, yeah, <laughs> I can understand that. Yeah, I don't. Know. And he he was in a Levi's commercial too, so he's cool, I guess. Well, was he really? Yeah. yeah well, that's a, that's what got him the bad rap. Uh, really doing a, a Levi's commercial? Yeah, that's what happened. He did a 501 commercial or something like that. Yeah. Spike and... Lee directed. <laughs> really? Yeah. And <laughs> what happened is, because, uh, I mean, it was a whole campaign about people doing specific type of jobs. Uh, uh-huh. and, and that's why I don't want to give him, I don't want to crap on him. Because mm-hmm. what happened when, when he did the commercial, uh, right. a lot of people just ganged up on him and said, this guy is a is a fraud and blah 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 and accused him of, of all kinds of things. And so yeah, now he's commercial? Doing, yeah. And what that's happened? Well, well, you know the comic book industry. That's the way it is. You do something you, like you step out of uh, the norm, mm-hmm. and, and then everyone craps on you because of that. And that's what really? he did. Yeah, he because he did the commercial. People start attacking him personally instead of attacking the work, mm-hmm. and they said that he was a fraud and all kinds of things. And, and now you have people like uh, Mark Miller and uh, Grant Morrison who are like <laughs> these demigod, you know, uh, super yeah. socialite people. <laughs> well, actually, Grant Morrison did an interview with, uh, what is it called, Playboy? Yeah. Uh, last oh, week. Yeah, yeah, I heard something about that. Yeah. Yeah, he called uh, Batman gay, I think. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, but I think I think he just likes, like, stirring the pot a bit. You know, yeah, like, he likes like, incendiary with his... Mm-hmm. Interviews, which is good. I mean, that works for him. I don't know. I have an issue with what he said in that interview. He was what, talking what? about witchcraft, and witchcraft, as everyone knows, is Alan Moore's thing. I'm not the biggest Grant Morrison fan, but I really like to kill your boyfriend. I don't know if you guys ever read that. No, you know what? I haven't I think read I that. Did. One. Yeah, I did. Way back. I really that's all. I really like um, the Invisibles and his Doom Patrol. Like his older really, stuff is like mind blowing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Flex Mental was really good too. Yeah, and yeah. the Filth. Man, I think that book changed my life. <laughs> well, I've never read that one. Oh um, my is god! It good. It. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Wait. I think it broke. It broke my brain when I was in high school. <laughs> okay. It's just. It's but, like. Um, it's like William S. Burroughs, but like um, condensed into comic book format <laughs> so it's like it's like naked lunch but like updated dude i see the cover for naked lunch and my brain explodes there's a guy with a typewriter <laughs> face I, yeah, I don't know yeah well it's definitely yeah. it's definitely really strange it's uh it's that's, it's awesome though that's cool though i mean it's, it's good that there's stuff out there that's like that um i looked at we three i never read it but the artwork was amazing yeah frank whiteley is uh awesome yeah that guy can freaking off. <laughs> Apparently, they live like right down the road from each other, so that's why they uh, collaborate so often. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Wow. I, I and did you guys read a Superman stuff? Uh, yeah. Recently, All Star Superman is uh, really great. Uh, he's doing action comics right now, actually, and oh. uh, that isn't quite as good. But like here and there, it's like it's strange. It's like he has some really brilliant issues, 
mm-hmm. and then some that are just kind of like, eh, whatever. Didn't he try but, like, to... when when he's on, he's on, you know. <laughs> Didn't he try to go back to the root of Superman? Yeah, he kind of made Superman like Bruce Springsteen with a with a cape. <laughs> <laughs> okay, how's that? Because I mean, well, I, like, I thought that's what Superman like, used to do way back, you know? Yeah, he's like the champion of the people. He's like this uh, oh, okay. kind of like socialist, uh, you know, do-gooder type. <laughs> which is, okay. I mean, I think it's it's a message that uh, resonates, especially today, with all the well, yeah, ridiculousness. So <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. true. But but isn't that a little pandering, you know? Yeah, it like, is. But I mean, it's. It's also, it's coupled with, like, that weird, um, esoteric, like, Grant Morrison stuff, so it's, like, he's not really pandering, because I feel like the people he'd be pandering to wouldn't understand what he's getting at. Okay. (laughs) All right, that's good, then. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. And I think he pisses off enough people that it it makes it cool, so. (laughs) That's that's good, though. I mean, it's good that there's comics that actually, like, like give you an opinion about something. It's not... Exactly. You know, that's that's good. That's good. Yeah. We need that. Kind of so, ushering us into the next generation, I feel like. Cool. And, yeah, people, and people and kids, I mean, the whole thing about comics is always, we have to get the kids, you know? Mm-hmm. And kids are getting smarter, so if a smart kid reads that, I mean, that's good, you know? Speaking yeah. about um, the next generation, um, mm-hmm. what about the Avengers movie? Uh, did it come out in uh, Chile already? Yeah, or? dude, it came out last week, and I... Oh, uh, don't tell me. No, dude, I haven't seen it. Oh, you haven't I seen, haven't it? seen okay. it? No, because I went to the movies like last Friday with a couple of friends and my girlfriend, and there was a sea of people there. You know, I oh, couldn't wow. get a ticket. So I don't know. It, apparently, it's performing amazingly, and the people that have seen it have told me it's great. So yeah, that's all I know. Like a, it's got like a ninety-six or ninety-seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes, which wow. is like yeah, insane. Yeah. We like, do have a review right now on the site. Uh, Patrick, which yeah. is in the UK, posted it. Mm-hmm. I gave it a 9.5 out of 10. Wow. I haven't yeah, I mean, it. It's Joss Whedon. I mean, you couldn't get a more perfect guy for the... And he wrote it and directed it, so... I don't know. Can't be that bad, right? Nope. Yeah, I mean, he's he's a, a powerhouse creator. Yeah, yeah that's, that's the guy that knows his stuff, you know, and he loves the subject matter, so... Yeah. You can't right, get that. I think okay. we're... Uh, yeah. yeah, we've been talking for a long time. Yeah, we have talked for a little while. I think yeah. we're out of time for tonight. So let us. Uh, so exactly, when is the book coming out? Um, and uh, where uh, it's coming we... out at the end of June. I think the twenty twenty seventh. Okay. The last Wednesday oh. of June. Last Wednesday of June. Okay. Yeah, very nice. You should yeah, uh, say... get get in contact with uh, one of us. Let us know if two one five Inc is going to be in San Diego, and okay. uh, we'll stop by the booth while we're there. All right, good. Uh, I'll totally do that. Awesome. Cool. Yeah. All right. So cool. June twenty seventh, look for Warped, Warped Volume Five. One. It's one hundred and sixty pages. Cool. Nice. Uh, I've got to mention to people that it's a comic book free day. Uh, yeah, this Saturday. Saturday. So that's oh. a big one. Uh, yeah, it's huge. <laughs> so people go pick up your free comics, <laughs> and uh, yeah. And yeah, I know the the guys at Two and Five Inc. are doing a a free comic book day thing uh, with two titles. I think it's Vic Boone and um, Apes with Uzis, which are two of the comics they publish. That's awesome. awesome. That's good. Yeah, so people should look for those too. Okay, so, cool. Um, I guess that was a podcast for today. I'd like to remind yeah. our 
listeners to please go download the comic book bin apps. Uh, there's one for Android, one for WebOS, one for iOS, that, that's the iPhone. Um, please use the store locator. It's the only one that actually works for real. And uh, obviously to get in touch, to get up to date on everything to do with comic book bin and all the conventions around your place. Uh, as Dan can probably attest, uh, the conventions are updated now. Yeah, it's insane. <laughs> you have some really uh, crazy stuff in there. They're updated. <laughs> um, so, uh, Fernando, mm-hmm. uh, I'd like to say thank you for being with us today. Oh, um, thank you for having me. It was a pleasure, I hope, man. I hope. And uh, looking forward to your book. Yeah. And awesome. I'll invite people to uh, go check out uh, Fernando on Twitter also. Uh, your Twitter account, let me see, I had it here a moment ago, is um, Fernando, uh, no, it's actually FDO underscore Pinto. Yeah, exactly, yes. And obviously Dan is Dan underscore Horn, and I'm an adventurer on Twitter. And obviously this comic book bin on Twitter, so that's the easiest one to find. <laughs> and uh, please follow us and and uh, go check out the work of Fernando. Uh, like I said, he's he does inking, which is a uh, disappearing art right now. And I I like inking. Okay, I like inking. And when I see someone cool. who inks, I have a weakness for people who ink stuff. Cool man, awesome. Inking is an important art form. It is. <laughs> I totally agree. Flowers, with man. There it is. It's out of my chest now. Right. Support the anchors. <laughs> hey, well, when is this uh, episode uh, going up? Uh, uh, We're actually live right now. Oh, probably. Oh, I, yeah, uh, I'm, just, I'm sorry. I'm just joking. No, no. Oh, okay. uh, probably tonight. Uh, I usually try to do them in a couple of days. Uh, I used to be good at doing them the same evening. Uh, but I'll, I'll try to do it as quickly as possible. Anyway, I'll let you know as soon as it's ready, so. Yeah. Awesome. Alright. Dan, do you want to close the podcast? Yeah. I just want to thank Fernando again for joining us all the way from Santiago, Chile. Yeah. And um, definitely check out his book. I mean, the premise sounds mind-blowingly awesome. So I'm definitely going to pick it up. And um, thank you to everyone listening. And uh, we'll see you again next week. Uh, this has been the comic book podcast for May 2nd, 2012. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. See ya.